from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. Six, darkness. He knelt down and felt a wall. He could feel the opening of the tunnel and then the walls of the tunnel itself for a distance of about three inches. Then a new stone completely closing off the corridor. Hello and welcome to the show, that show being uh, For Christ's Sake, um, the podcast in which we explore the oeuvre of one Michael Crichton, the Michael Crichton. And uh, this episode we are continuing our journey through his uh, third effort easy go published under the uh, pseudonym or nom de plomb um john lang it's about uh some dudes who uh try and find a, a lost tomb in egypt and they find it right they, they actually they I, think, it, I, think, yeah. I think they've gone beyond trying to find it yeah well i mean the book is about them trying to find it and now they found it well it's partially about them trying to find it yeah. <laughs> What's wrong, man? Why do you sound so down at the dumps? Where's your energy? No, no. What's this like? This 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 pointless pedantry doesn't matter. People <laughs> understand what I mean. Our fans love it. But maybe they don't. Maybe they're dumb. They love my looseness and they um, resent your precision. <laughs> uh, you don't know that. Maybe they love these uh, semantic arguments that we embark <laughs> on most episodes. <laughs> I think uh, listening to us uh, argue is the only reason that anyone would listen to the show. If we had listeners, that would be one of the only reasons that they would listen. But we don't, so the point is kind of moot. <laughs> so I was just asking it to very petty, meaningless arguments that only exist to stretch the running time a little bit longer than five minutes. I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to stretch the running time. I'm the person who has to edit this shit, so I try and keep it contained as much as possible. I don't know uh, anyway, about. I should uh, introduce ourselves. I'm Hugh, your hunter. I have some tea. I have some toast erected into a pyramid, or at least it was. I'm going to have to re-erect it one second. Ooh, wow. Um, do you, did, did you, I forgot, I wasn't paying attention in the last episode. Did you, uh, did you get your signature snack back or what? Yeah, I did. I had a nice bag of, uh... Sun chips, and I also got a uh-huh. uh, nice tall glass of uh, vodka sunrise. Um, so we're we're drinking and eating this stuff because uh, we selected it uh, at the start of this uh, series for this book specifically because of uh, the sun. There's the sun in Egypt because of the sun and the fact that and it's in Egypt. And so we, we chose some stuff that was kind of sunny, you know. I I only chose things that were sunny, and you chose. Also a pyramid thing, so. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, 
Um, what happened last chapter? Well, uh, Pierce and Conway discovered the second passage, and then Pierce uh, went to the end of it a little too quick, and then um, Felon hurt himself. No, he didn't hurt himself, did he? He just went in, and then the thing closed. Well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it hurt. Didn't he fall? No, no, he didn't. I think he did. He didn't. Maybe psychological harm. So all that happened at the end of the last chapter is that he entered this new chamber. Um, the passageway that he entered from suddenly gets blocked off by another stone. And then in his uh, surprise, he drops and breaks his flashlight and then everything goes dark. That's all that happened. He didn't fall over. He didn't uh, sustain any sort of injury. Well, physical injuries, but, but mentally, I mean. I'm sure there was some shock, but uh, physically he's intact. Well, we don't know that. He could have, he could have had a circumcision when he was a child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should we look at the percentages of uh, adult males uh, that were circumcised uh, <laughs> in the United States in the forties? Well, we don't know. We don't know anything about his ethnicity. That's true. Or his religion. I mean, if he's, he could be Jewish. He could be Jewish. Pierce isn't a particularly Jewish name, but that doesn't really matter. Do we know his surname? Isn't his, his surname is Pierce. Pierce Pierce? No, his first name is something else, but his surname is Pierce. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I guess it doesn't sound especially Jewish if that's his surname, but no. doesn't mean he's not. No, no. Uh, I don't remember what his what is, what is, what is, what is Christian And also, name? as we know, like a high proportion of uh, American males are circumcised in America regardless, it's probably especially in that era. Yeah, but, but who knows when that sort of became the norm. I would have assumed it was more like prevalent back in the day than it is now, but I guess I that's know. not. I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's I think kind it's of, probably kind of going down it. now. That's what I would have guessed, but maybe it peaked at some point. Let's see if I can find circumcision rates. In the we, should, we should spend uh, another <laughs> five to ten minutes on this before we we return to the novel. <laughs> Let's see, history of circumcision in America. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just say that no. Let's just say this is set. Is this actually, it was written in the 60s, but is it actually set in the 60s? Um, I can't remember if it's established. I, I guess it, it, it is. I mean, just given that Let's there's, assume it's there's, something, the there's something to suggest that it's not set in the 60s. So that means so Pierce he was, probably, was born in the And he's in his 30s, right? right? So let's, let's assume he's he born in 1930. That is born in his 30s. Oh, is it? okay. 1925, maybe? Or late 1920s, he let's was say, born. Let's say, like, yeah, like 1920s. Let's go with, a, let's, let's pick a year. Let's say 1928. He was born. The original reason for the surgical removal of foreskin was to control masturbatory insanity. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. Really? Apparently, that's that's. I mean, apparently, it, it, the reason it, it's in the Bible, though. <laughs> that masturbation is. No, no, but that's the covenant. Okay, that's the covenant with God. So. Is masturbating with, with them? No, no, no. I was in like, are they talking about the original reason pre-Bible was that? I don't know. No, this is this is the reason that circumcision was revived in the Christ, Christian world. Ah, it's because okay, of, right. in Victorian England, apparently, you know. This, this that makes it even more insane that it's still practiced. <laughs> yeah, it is. External to the religious reasons, like in Judaism. Okay, so apparently, according to this chart, I mean, who knows how accurate it is? Wait, what did we say it was like 1925? 1928, specifically. Okay. 
Well, apparently the circumcision rate in the United States in 1925, which is the closest year to, well, I guess 1930, is between 55 and 58%. Hmm. So nearly even odds. Um, so he could he could be he anyway. Could be why attacked. were we trying to establish whether he was circumcised? <laughs> well, or not? He, he, said, he said he was attacked, and I said, "Well, he could be <laughs> circumcised." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, attacked or not? Uh, let's see. He's hanging. Uh, so I guess we're no closer to the answer because you know we could just roll a dice. Uh, Should we roll a dice? I don't know, hopefully, there's a graphic sex scene later in here. We could just find out. Hmm. Um. I have to say, is this book is way less like sexy than the last two were. Yeah, it, it feels like well, the, the the last two felt like they were really playing out that angle in a James Bond kind of way. Yeah, well, I mean, as a selling point, <laughs> odds, odds on was like basically pornographic in parts. <laughs> yeah, I miss that. But that 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 was clearly like a cynical sales move, like that the book would contain certain titillating elements as part of its kind of. Male fantasy. This one doesn't have any of that. This seems a bit different, yeah. This seems actually more typical of uh, the types of works that Michael Crichton would later become known for. Yeah, I guess there's like a team effort. There's kind of a mystery in the past. There's a lot of like process kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of like stuff that he read about in an article in, in National Geographic that he wants to include here. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, let's get down to what happens in this chapter. Okay, can I summarize it real quick? Yes, please. Okay. So he's trapped in there, and then he doesn't do it. Nothing happens, and then he grabs a human calf. That's it. <laughs> yep. Is there anything more particular we need to get into? I mean, basically, he, you know, he's just, like, thinking about what's happening. Uh, no, there's really nothing. Well, no, he tries to communicate with Conway, but um, Conway tries to tap out Morris code, but he doesn't know Morris code, so that doesn't work. Yeah. And then, you know, the tap he stops, so he's like, oh, Conway's going to go save me. Um... The only source of light that he has is his watch. Um, he thinks about, you know, starving and dying of dehydration and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he's like fumbling around the... Oh, no, I guess he creates kind of an ingenious way of... Uh, not ingenious, but he, he kind of finds a way to navigate the place without any uh, any um, light, which is he rips his shirt into um, ribbons and then, mm-hmm. you know, I ties it. Though I, I was kind of confused by this part where he says, uh, you know, 15 feet. I guess it's 15. It's not like literal feet. It's just his foot's balls. So, so I was like, how did he estimate that, that, like, you know, length? But that's that's how I guess. Yeah, and it was only an estimate. It wasn't precise. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, yeah, so he grabs a human calf. And then what happens next? Well, you'll have to tune in next week to find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks yep. for tuning in to the uh, Michael Crichton Circumcision Hour. Well, 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 before we go, we have to, uh, wonder, we have to enter into another segment the of circumcised. The Crite is Right. When was he born? 1942. Oh, are we working out whether Crichton was <laughs> circumcised? Yeah, he, he must have been circumcised. The circumcision rate in 1940 was 65%. Wow, yeah. And then in, in, uh, in 45, it was 70, so... Especially for, like, mm. you know, Christian children. Well, apparently yeah. the peak was in 1975. Crichton children. Apparently the peak was in 1975 where the, the percentage is 85%. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Boom time for Moyles. I mean, I'm assuming that the Moyles didn't do all the circumcisions. <laughs> they would have only done the, 
Judaic and <laughs> traditional ones. I would love. To, we should make a great movie about like a a, a, a schemester who uh, who, <laughs> who becomes who harvests like, foreskins. Yeah, becomes like a a well in order to get into the boom. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I'm gonna be rich. Like a sort of moneyball type film with Jonah yeah, Hill. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, how can we best use math to circumcise the most people and make the most money? <laughs> right. Um, the crate is right. Well, I'll start this time because you started last time. Sounds good. So obscure your text and your questions. Close your eyes. Enter the world of Crate. And answer me this. <laughs> what time is it when Pierce first looks at his watch in this chapter? Ooh, the answer to that question is 3.15. Correct. Right. And are you ready for my question is? For yeah, my first question? obscure the texts. And your questions. I'm ready. What time does Pierce watch read the first time he checks it after being sealed in the passage? Uh, maybe uh, three fifteen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, good, good, good call. <laughs> <laughs> we did get through one whole round of trivia without repeating a question, so that was pretty impressive. <laughs> Had to happen at some point. Right. You ready for your next one? Yep, are you ready? Everything obscure. Oh, always ready. Eyes closed. Mm-hmm. According to Pierce, approximately how long would it take Conway to return to camp and come directly back to the dig site? Um, oh, I can't remember. 24 hours? No, at least three hours. No, okay. <laughs> All right, are you ready for my second question? I'm ready. How long does Pierce figure a man can go without water? Two days. You're right. All right. You ready for my last question? Sure am. What was the nationality of the travelers or explorers who survived by drinking their own urine? Uh, let me th- maybe they were Greek. No, that can't be right. Uh, Belgian? No, no, no. Um... Austrian? No, I think I think they must have been German. Yeah. What's your guess? Just German. <laughs> yes. <coughs> the water sports capital of the world. So. <laughs> After pondering his lack of liquids, Pierce remembers a story about a pair of men who survived in the desert for weeks by drinking their own urine. What nationality were these men? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was really hoping mm. it would be all three. I really thought you had the same question as I did for number two at first. Hmm. <laughs> let, let me think. Could they be mm, German? 
You are correct. So you're uh, continuing your slight weed over me. And uh, at this rate, I'm going to have to double down at our uh, celebration drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't explained yeah, what happens <laughs> yeah, with these, these trivia questions and, and the results. You and I got to do it. I can't remember. Well, we're going to tally the results for each book. And then, um, like we always do, we have we take a, we make a drink or find a drink that's it. Tally the results for each chapter, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And then add them all up. And then, um, as is our tradition, each final chapter is its own little, you know, somewhat long episode. We discuss the book as a whole. We discuss, you know, how we feel about it. We put it in the alongside the canon of other Mike Crane's other works, and uh, we celebrate it a little by uh, coming up with a specific snack and a specific drink that you know matches uh, something that happens in the book itself. Um, so on the occasion, uh, uh, the trivia is going to impact this by. Um, making the person who uh, is at the bottom, who has the least amount of points, has to have two of whatever drink we come up with at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of just one. And uh, that's that's the uh, the you know the prize that's at stake is not <laughs> be drunk. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's our show. Unless you have anything else you want to say. No. All right. Peace and love. Peace and love, friends. Peace. Peace.